great future. We're talking real money. It is talking real money podcast time again. Hello, everybody in the Virginia studio with the curtain. And we don't know what's behind the curtain. Would you like the curtain? I'll take or door, door number, number one because I, I happen to know what I'll is behind right. the curtain, Don. So I'll go behind with door number one. Yeah, never, yeah, you don't want what's behind the curtain. That's just the rest of my house. Uh, hi, welcome to uh, Talking Real Money. Don McDonald here. Again, I mentioned that. And hanging out in Bellevue, Washington, thousands of miles away from me. It's because safe. Because it's better that way. Is Tom Cock. It's safe. <laughs> I feel better about myself. Uh, welcome. We're we're here to do we yeah, we're here to do something that uh, we do almost every day, and that is try to make money a little bit easier to understand for you, particularly the investing part, because, well, you know, people get ripped off in small ways, little bits along the way, but the big ripoffs always occur in investing, and we want to make sure you avoid those. We also want to make sure you get some good advice, some good, solid advice to help you make better decisions. And every single day, if you look in the financial media, you're going to find a lot of advice. And a lot of these headlines are the five things to do, the 10 things to do. Uh, Motley Fool, the Motley Fool is Prolific. infamous for their, ba- their, their, their very, uh, their, I think their headlines are misleading, but they're the kind of headlines that get you to read. Callow. Callow. Hackneyed. I'd like to, I call them hackneyed. I like the word hackneyed or, or banal. Yeah. Yeah, they they really are. Uh, like uh, like you know the 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 three things to buy today, or the three things to do to be successful. Are what are there only two or three things, or are well, there, there more there things? There are more I don't things, know. but let's talk about their three. We can talk about our three. We'll also talk about the fact that if you just read their three, the advice is actually okay. Yeah. It's after their three where they tell you the ten stocks you have to own. For 2021, that's where the trouble starts. Oh, so you're saying it's sort of a bait and switch thing. I, I, mm. So, so but let's talk about their three. So, tell yeah, me about these three, three things. things. What are they? Uh, number one. Oh, no, not your three, three things. things. Their three things. That's a bad joke. Start investing. Oh my How, three like things. Thank da, you. Da, da, Thank da, you. Okay. We were Thank children you. of the yeah, 50s, right, right. so we know that. Yeah, show. I've been working on jingles a lot lately, as you know. Uh, number one is start yeah, investing early. Not good. Early. Jingles. Oh, okay. Start. Hold start on. I got to make notes. Start early. investing yeah. early. Well, that's a good idea. Paul's a big fan of that too. He wrote that whole book I basically know. I'm about that. Reserve my comment on that. For okay, a little bit later. Start, investing start investing early. Okay. Number two, put Good. your money, they say behind yeah. stocks, put money in stocks. Stock market famous for its volatility, they say. Putting your life savings behind stocks can seem, it's a, behind weird, stocks? It's a weird word to use there. In what, stocks. You, 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 there's yeah. stocks here, and if you put your money, you put them right behind them <laughs> to follow <laughs> the stocks? dangerous, you go first. Uh, bonds. Is this the stock queue at Disney out, World? They point out bonds. I, listen to these numbers. Bonds may only yield returns of four to five percent a year. <laughs> In what universe? What companies are issuing those bonds? I'm going to stay well away from that. Uh, hmm. Wait a minute. What was the uh, date on this like piece? A month ago. So either they're buying some bonds that. They're- well, you can get a nice 99-year Argentinian bond for 18 percent. 
Now, you may not be alive when they finally pay it off. In fact, it's unlikely Um, that you will. Uh, They point out the reason to own more stocks is the S&P 500, they correctly point out, has earned an average rate of return of about 10% a year before inflation, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, according to The Motley Fool, diversify your portfolio, which is hilarious when you consider the next piece of advice. Wait, wait, wait. This is from The Motley Fool? Wait a minute. Okay. When they say diversify, what do they mean? It depends on your definition of diversify. President very famously once said, depends on what your definition of is, is. So in this case, what do they mean by, and you know the president I'm talking about. Uh, I do. And I know what the is, is they were talking about. Let's not go there because- this is a family-oriented podcast. family show. Uh, okay, so that those are three pieces of advice. I'll give you my three in a minute, but here's the problem. Yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. No, no, all no, no. They say, the all diversify. they say is what did they say diversify multiple into? stocks from a variety of industries. Multiple stocks from, from a variety of industries. Okay, that's not yeah. diversifying. Then, then, after they've given you three yeah, pretty decent pieces of advice, they go right into the new headline to get you worked up, Don. 10 stocks that could be the biggest winners of the stock market crash. Now, I don't understand how stocks could be winners if the market crashes, but these are the 10. And by the way, you got to well, because they'd that. be the stocks that everybody ah, everybody who's getting out of okay. the other stocks puts yeah. their money in. What into. are the 10 safe stocks in your mind? I would guess, I would guess, and I don't have the article in front of me, but I would guess they're talking about like defensive stocks. Cyclicals. Like uh, consumer staples and, you know, the things you got to buy a tube of toothpaste because, yeah, yeah, you got to buy your utilities. You got to buy groceries. Those things. That's what I'm guessing. Um, I did not click on the 10 stocks, so I I, do not know the 10. Don't don't buy individual stocks. Let me give you my three, then you can comment. Number one. I think this is absolutely important. Absolutely Incredibly mocking me. My wife did this at dinner last night when she was repeating what I was saying. Didn't turn out well for either party, I might add. Uh, (laughs) That's why I'm 3,000 miles away. It works better. Save something. Say most, it's still a majority of us that save nothing. Save something. Your, Your first, I think the easiest time to do this, by the way, is you if you can't do it before college, you're graduating or going into your first job, whatever your first job is, automatically set up a withdrawal of like 15% of your paycheck. It goes into a retirement plan. You don't touch it. You don't have the, you don't feel like you have money to spend. It's just gone. And then it's invested in an aggressive portfolio at 24, 25, whatever, you should not have bonds in your portfolio if you can take the heat of ups and downs. So basically you're saying Bitcoin or always GameStop. Always Bitcoin, then. always GameStop. Don, come on, let's make some real money here. Oh, no, AMC, it's AMC now. still one of the best. Or Snowflake oh, or whatever. Yeah, don't get me going on Snowflake. Anyway. Uh, what? Okay, what's two, number two? Well, I just said number two, invest aggressively. Oh. And I don't mean aggressively oh, was, like Don I just said. I thought that was part we of number one. We were kidding one. about owning individual stocks and meme stock. No, none of that. A widely diversified portfolio of thousands of stocks, and you could do it at a low cost. A VT, you could do that. for you example. Could own, like, that's like 9,000 stocks you have exposure to for almost nothing. Here's where we differ on number three. They're going to tell you to diversify, which I think is important. But I'm going to tell you that the most the thing that I see most from people that I talk to every day 
is tune out the noise. I'm not talking about this podcast. I'm talking about Closing Bell from CNBC. I'm talking about Money Magazine. I'm talking about all the online people that are telling you, here's what's coming next. By the way, the article from The Motley Fool, 10 stocks that could be the biggest winners of the stock market crash, which people have been predicting for, oh, let's just say 11 years, as long as this bull market's been running. Tune out the noise. It will kill your returns. It will hurt your emotions. You got to figure out how to let all that go. Those are my three. Three things. Three things aren't oh, enough. No, That's more. my sure. answer. Three, no, but three things <laughs> is never enough. I mean, come on. If, if, for example, start investing early and yours save something, they, do. they go together. Yeah. Start saving something yeah. early. Thank there you, you go. Uh, it, it, invest aggressively. What was their number their two? Their number one? two was get behind stocks. Well, basically, in, that, yeah. they're similar. Stand in line behind <laughs> stocks or invest aggressively. They're, they're similar. Uh, and then the uh, diversify has got to be one of them. The tune out the noise has got to be another one of them. But properly diversify, tune out the noise. And then I'm going to add one more that really would be a list of six now. Actually have an actionable plan that you will stick to no, Forever. actually, that's a really good point. With no, that's variation. a very good point because you could be 24 and you're just starting out and you're not married, but you just started a job. Maybe what you have is a three-year plan that says, I'm going to save for retirement. I'm going to save for housing or whatever it is, real estate purchase. But I, I love that. Then you can readjust it. You meet someone, you get married, you have kids, you readjust that plan, but you always have a series of rails you're staying you inside. Yeah, I think that's good. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. But yes, you can always mm -hmm. fiddle with it. Everything can be fiddled with. But if you don't have the plan to begin with, you've got nothing to rely on to maintain the discipline. You got to maintain the discipline. It's really important. And I have yes, a please. question for you that was sent into talkingrealmoney.com, although you can call your questions in too to 855 935 talk or go to talkingrealmoney.com and click on the contact form. And we read them on the show, although we're weeks behind on the reading ones. Well, we're slow readers. I try to read with, with emphasis, with feeling. Yes. The subject, dollar. We already cost did averaging. this one. We did Didn't one we? recently on dollar cost averaging. I, I don't okay. think this is the one. Uh, no, this You're is the not man. the same one. I'm telling you. Yeah. My question is oh, it says hello and thank you for your show. It's been valuable to reinforce my financial plan. There you go. My question is, I have just partially retired and separated from my employer where I have approximately $365,000 in a 457 and a 401k retirement account managed by Great West, the insurance company. This money is our nest egg. My defined benefit pensions more than pay our regular living expenses for both my wife and I, and we're working part-time. I want to pull the money from Great West for two reasons. I got more than that if you want. Yeah. Hey, yeah. One, the plan remains under the control of the employer and could change, and frankly, for privacy reasons. Two, though Great West gives me access to full brokerage accounts through TD Ameritrade at a modest $12.50 per quarter, I want to do a trustee to trustee transfer to my, my own Ameritrade account, but Great West will not do an in kind transfer. No, wait. So, 
I will need to liquidate, then buy back into the market. Yeah, I, I see what what he's saying. Uh, in other words, you, you, his worry is you're going to be out of the market for a time. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah. Yeah, but then he has a further question, and this is the dollar cost averaging part. And we've gotten this question a lot. Uh, I intend to allocate based on the buy and hold portfolio, but I'm not sure whether to immediately invest or to dollar cost average. And if I dollar cost average, how long should I take? I'm not trying to listen to this line, Ron. I am not trying to time Mm -hmm. the market. Just mitigate the sequential risk of buying back in. That is timing. Um, Okay. That is timing. Let's unpack that. First of all, (laughs) if you have to be out of the market for a few days to affect a transfer from one custodian to another, that's probably okay. Number two, you already told us this isn't money you need soon because you have all your bills paid, right? Right. You should be fully invested for your rate of return you're trying to get, meet your plan, the risk you're willing to take, the volatility up and down, and how soon until you need the money. You already said you don't need the money anytime soon. Ron, baby, whatever your asset allocation is going to be, it's got to be, right? If it's 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever it is, make it that way tomorrow for the following reasons. Number one, stocks go up in 75% of the months. Day to day, it's more like 50-50. I get it. It feels risky. Number two, stocks go up roughly three out of four years. Roughly. So maybe you invest this year and the market goes down. That's okay because you're not using the money very soon. And even if you're in a moderate portfolio, you still have all the money in bonds you could draw from. All of us should have the correct asset allocation for where we are in our lives. It has nothing to do with the next stock market crashing who you wanted for president, whatever geopolitical situation or economic, invest properly for you, not for the markets. However, our brains are not our friends when it comes to doing this because our brains immediately look at the past year, two years, 10 years and go, the market is at all-time highs. It's at all-time highs. I don't want to put my money in at all-time highs. I think I'll wait until it goes down. But the problem is we've got people who have been waiting since 2009 for it to go back down. 2001. Could that happen? I've recently to- been waiting since 2001. Yeah. 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 Do you want to wait possibly a couple of years and lose the the potential returns? You're not going to pull this off. And yes, you are trying to time the market. I remember saying something it's a few truth. minutes ago about tuning out the noise. Tune it out. Yeah, don't no. look at the markets. I got to oh, get one okay. more in because we're just behind. This is a really quick one on yes. Roth conversion. I have two questions. One, would it make sense to have my wife contribute to a 457 plan to reduce our adjusted growths so we can convert more of my traditional IRA to Roth? Or is this just delaying the inevitable with no real benefit? She's 54, I'm 59. She makes approximately 90K a year and contributes approximately 13000 to her teacher's retirement so she'd system. Be- Saving money pre-tax that She'd would lower her income, lower the, their yeah, adjusted like gross, that so that he qualifies for Roth. Yeah, but yeah, you got to have too. the money to pay the tax. Don't pay it out of the convertible money. Do not do that. So you got to have the cash to pay yeah. that tax. But otherwise, I think that's a good strategy. 
Yeah, because if you are if you are to the point where you can't convert as much of your Roth as you'd like because of your family income, then reducing your family income and not losing any money is just going into retirement, which is another great now, thing. Now, remember, though, she's Hopefully doing she has a some- little bit of robbing Peter to pay Paul. In other words, she's also, again, saving pre-tax while they're trying to move money into post-tax. Right, but it's still putting money away for yeah. retirement. So you know, it's not like you're losing anything, and you're you're able um, to to get more money into that that Roth account. So now you have both. You have the pre Which and the post. Which I really do money. like. Yeah, so I like the idea. I like it. Good one. Now, if you have a question, send it in to talkingrealmoney.com or call it in to eight five five nine three five talk. If you have a really complicated question. Have this portfolio of all this stuff Hodge, that's in all Hodgery? these places that all of these brokers have sold you into. It's called a hodgepodge. Uh, no, the the act of hodgepodging is hodgepodgery. Okay. <laughs> Aren't you the guy who wrote your Duck, portfolio? Bomb something jock or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was me. Uh, hodgepodge yes. okay. portfolio is like is is one in which. Hodgepodgerist uh, invests in a lot of things. So we have Hodgepodgerist. Hodge pie for dinner tonight. So you have, well, no, you, you have uh, just are now getting a little bit of Hodgepodgeitis. <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, if you want yes. some help, we have this advice firm. That's where Tom is mm-hmm. seated you right can now. See the people going in, back and yeah, forth behind I'm, me, trading stocks and doing all that stuff. No. Yeah, we don't do any of that stuff. He's got like, pictures of his yeah, kids. Yeah, I noticed I got to move those uh, around because some kids are going to feel like they're getting left out. Not that any of the kids have ever watched I these videos, so they're not going to know anyway. You know, I mean, the, really, the one that's left out is the one who works there, so the heck <laughs> with him. He doesn't need to be mentioned. Fair yeah, enough. he doesn't need to be mentioned. Fix the hodgepodgery. Oh, go, go to yes. Vestry. Okay. Shh. Okay. Stop. Go to vestry.com and set up an appointment with one of our advice guys. You might even get Tom. Sometimes he calls. Don't get me going. <laughs> I don't know why, but, and then he complains. I'm so busy. Well, quit calling people. Um, thanks. <laughs> we got to do another podcast. So thanks for being a part of this one. We will be talking at you soon. Go to YouTube. If you're listening, go to YouTube. If you're at YouTube, go listen. Or do whatever. I'm Don. Tom's over there thinking about and talking about real money. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.